logically, this is just turbulence. It happens on every flight. That's right. These wings are meant to bend all the way up. They're not going to break. You're going to be fine. But when you're living in your own emotion, yeah. it's hard for you to, to put in logic. But when you're imagining, you know, oddly, it's not that big of a deal. Like, I promise it's just a little bit of turbulence. It's just some some different air. It's going to be fine in a couple of minutes. It yes. just it helps rewire that a little yeah. bit. Welcome to the Audacious Living Podcast, hosted by my man, Audley Stevenson, the odd man. He'll unpack wisdom and insights from a cross-section of top quality performers in business, media, sports, entertainment, and lifestyle to uncover key elements to help you live your best audacious life ever. So without further ado, here is the odd man. Salutations. Uh, welcome to another edition of the Audacious Living Podcast. I'm Audley Stevenson, and uh, you've got it locked to the most audacious podcast the internet has to offer, hands down. And I always, as always, I want to thank you for being a part of this amazing journey as we continue our ongoing goal of helping you live your best audacious life ever. Uh, as always, I encourage you to connect with us through our social media platforms. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram under the handle The Audacious Pod. And then if you head over to Facebook and you type in The Audacious Living Podcast in the search engine, uh, you'll find us there as well. Um, and if you happen to be watching on YouTube, then you know that if you click on the notification bell down below, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> uh, you'll be uh, connected. So please uh, subscribe, like, follow, share, tell our friends, and, and let's keep uh, this audacious conversation going. Now, uh, over the last little while, I, I spent a, a lot of time reflecting uh, on past guests of the podcast, and, and perhaps because we're approaching our, our 100th episode uh, of the Audacious Living Podcast, there's lots of time for reflection. Uh, but I've come to appreciate that one of the things I really appreciate uh, about having the opportunity to do this podcast is I've had a chance to connect with so many outstanding guests, and they've been insightful, open-minded, share, they've opened a sharing, profound, super inspiring. And I almost always walk away with a new thought or an insight and an approach. And I hope uh, the, saw, the same is with all of you as well, because that's why we're here. Uh, that's why it's all about. I've got a cool little connection uh, with today's podcast guest because uh, he's also in the self-development space as well as a podcaster. Um, Kevin Palmieri is the founder and host of Next Level University. It's a self-improvement podcast that reaches like half a million people. Uh, they've got like close to a thousand episodes are heard in a hundred countries around the world. And, you know, he really encourages his listeners uh, with strategies on how to improve in life, love, health and wealth, which is all so awesome. But before he launched the podcast, Kevin had to make a very, very important choice. And, and either you leave the life that you built or launch into something brand new. Now, now I don't want to take away anything from Kevin's story because it's something you really do need to hear from him. So uh, without any further ado, I'm going to stop talking and present my conversation with Kevin Palmieri. Enjoy. 
without delay, uh, hey, I mean, just let's get started. And first off, Kevin, I appreciate you being here with me on the Audacious Living Podcast. It's awesome to have you here, my friend. I am going to just, if I can match your energy, if I can just get 50% of your energy, this is going to be a wonderful episode. <laughs> I, I'm open to sharing. I'm open to sharing. That's yeah, I appreciate just, it. That's what we do here. <laughs> uh, um, I think it's awesome. Again, you, you, you've got you're you're very much in the podcasting space, and you have been uh, for a considerable period of time. We'll, we'll talk about the 800 plus episodes uh, in a bit because that is that that is a big deal for those that are in that space and understand mm. all that goes in and the work that's involved, the planning, the preparation, the the the, the guest booking, the technical yeah. components of it. There's a lot, a lot of work. So I, I have a, a tr tremendous round of uh, credit and respect for you for, for, for that milestone. Thank you. This is a big deal. Um, before we kind of talk about your podcast, you're very much in the self-improvement space. So I think for me, uh, a really good starting point is sort of, Let's talk about how you got here and, and mm. why you made your focus is your focus that why you made that your focus and the direction that you want to sort of live your life. Mm. So I was actually a guest on somebody's podcast before I had my own. Yeah. And at the end, I said, imagine if you could do that for a living. And my buddy said, you know, you can. Right. And I was like, interesting. I never thought about that. I went and bought the equipment and I had my own podcast launched like a week later. Okay. And I was, I was going in and I was like, this is awesome. I love this. I'm interviewing my friends about their limiting beliefs. I'm interviewing people about like, what do you really want out of life? Nobody like say, nobody's going to see this. What do you actually want out of life? And honestly, oddly at the beginning, nobody was seeing it anyway. So it didn't really matter. Right. Um, but on episode seven, and this is why I felt like this, you and I would get along so well. I had this audacious goal nice. that I said, you know what? I want to make this my full-time job. I want to wake up when I want. I want to go to the gym when I want. I want to spend time with the people I love. I don't want to have a boss and I want to podcast with amazing people. And 800 episodes later, that is, this is my full-time job. I get to do this every day. We have businesses built on the podcast. It's amazing. But I was working in construction Okay, and- my girlfriend at the time, who I put so much emphasis on, I have a beautiful girlfriend, I have a nice car, I have tattoos, I have my dream body, blah, blah, blah. She get, when she left me, I had to look in the mirror for the first time in my life and I realized I'm not as confident as everybody thinks. I'm super insecure, I'm depressed, I'm anxious. And I think rock bottom is a great place to build a new foundation. And I started listening to, go ahead. So out of curiosity, I'm sorry to cut you because I- No, 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 you're you good. Know, but, but, but were there any indications uh, prior to your girlfriend leaving that, you know, you, you had these confidence issues or you had, you weren't at the place you thought you were? No, Interesting. no. Cause the problem is, and, and I'm sure you can speak to this too. Everybody always lifted me up. It's like, oh, you're in such good shape. Oh, I love your tattoos. Oh, is that your car? And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's all mine. <laughs> you feel it yourself. Right. And then when you go home, you if you don't feel good, you don't know why. It's like, why right. don't I feel good? So honestly, no, I I was a, a very good baseball player. Yeah. You know, everything I've done, I've kind of been pretty good at. And right. one of the things I always like to say is a lot of people have struggled with not having people who have believed in them. Okay. I struggled with not believing in myself. I've always had amazing people around me and I'm blessed and I still do, sure. but I still deal with like insecurities and self-confidence issues. I still yeah. deal with that to this day, 800 episodes in and, and all these other things. But when my girlfriend left, I had to take a look in that proverbial mirror and say, look, 
you're not what everybody thinks you are and you're not who you think you are. And that for me started this personal development journey, affirmations and journaling and rich dad, poor dad, I think was the, the first book I ever listened to. And then, you know, as the, as the podcast kept growing, it actually got to the point oddly where I had to choose between my podcast and my mm. full-time job. Amazing. And I was a construction foreman. I was making great money, but I was traveling every single week. I was on the road five, right. six, seven, eight hours away from home. Right. And it got so bad that I was sitting on the edge of a hotel bed, lacing up my work boots, debating suicide mm. because I was so I felt like I was trapped. I felt like I was stuck. How am I going to leave a six-figure job to go right. podcast? Right. Like nobody's right. going to, that's yeah, not going to work. It's crazy. Who's doing it's crazy. That? Right. Right. It's crazy. Right. So I sent an, a message to my co-host, best friend, business partner, right? He's been, he's been w- with me for this whole journey. Amazing. And I said, hey, man, I'm not feeling so hot. Like I'm having these, these pretty dark thoughts. Like what's going on? And he said, Kev, over the last couple of years, so much has has changed for you, but your environment has it. Like it's time for a change. And I left my job a few months later and went full time into speaking, podcasting, and coaching. Here we are, 800 episodes later. Everything's awesome, but I didn't make any money for the first couple of years. Like that was brutal. It's it's been a journey, but it did start with me saying, on episode number seven, I'm going to do this full time. I'm not going to work for somebody else. And that was audacious. Absolutely. But I I think you need audacity to to turn it into reality. Well, well, and 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 to put it out in that fashion, I mean, you know, when you commit words to your thoughts, yeah. it's, it's one thing to think about it. You know, you have all the when you commit words to it, or better yet, you put those and you tell someone, man, you 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 know you you're, you're committed to it. And so yeah. there's a lot there's there's a lot to that. A couple of things you said. I want to go back to something you talked about earlier with respects to something that we all experience and we all go through these conflicts issues. You said, hey, eight hundred eight hundred episodes later, you still have these thoughts. The big key for now, I'd love to get your thoughts on this, Please. is the the those thoughts may exist, but whether or not we allow them to guide our actions mm-hmm. or control us or to fuel what we do next. I yep. think that's the difference for a lot of people. These yep. feelings are there, but what do you do with them when they arrive? Yeah, it's I do believe that showing up is a master skill. Mm. I I so much of my quote unquote success and opportunities have been because I've thought to myself, oh, I cannot do this. I cannot do this. But then I found a way to to go do it. I'm a huge non-fan of flying. I don't okay. like it. Huge fear, like my biggest yep. fear. Gotcha. But if I want to be an international speaker, unless they come up with a better way to get to these other countries, I'm going to have to figure out how to get over that. So right. I do believe that fear is this construct that we create and it's the boundary that stops us from actually seeing what's on the other side for us. Yeah. And it's that weird thing. Like it's not, it's not actually real. Yeah. It's not a real thing. It's, it's just a thought in your, right. Great. It's no. so strange. When you talk about the other side, I sigh and I get excited about it because uh, there's so much of even what I talk about. You know, if, if we want to be audacious and get to the other side, because that's where all the great stuff lies. Mm-hmm. So I oftentimes use this analogy of us having a boulder in our pathway, and our job is to get up, over, around, through, however. But on the other side is where the greatness lies, and we can't allow the fears, the uncertainties, the doubts, the suspicions tell us that we're not worthy of getting to the other side. And yeah. that's the thing. And I've seen it so often. One of my favorite stories in the world, we have somebody on our team named Amy. 
She okay. works with us. She's the best, the sweetest, the sweetest person in the world. She's so sweet. Back before she worked with us, she was just a podcast listener. Okay. She Snapchatted me and said, hey, Kev, uh, I have this huge fear of going up to strangers and talking to them. What advice oh. would you give me? And in my mind, I was like, honestly, did. I... I have the same thing. First of didn't all, I have just, the same didn't fear. Did she just do that? She, well, you know how it is when you listen to somebody on a podcast and not a stranger anymore. <laughs> I got you. Fair enough. You know, enough. so she was actually close to me. She lived like 45 minutes away. Okay. okay. I said, Amy, I'm going to solve this problem for you right now. This is going to be easy. You and I are going to go to the mall. I'm going to meet you at the mall and we're going to go approach people that we've never met before. And we're going to fear chase. The funny part is I was hoping she said no, because I was just as afraid as she was. She said, yes. Darn. Okay, Great cool. Strategy, <laughs> right? So I end up going and meeting her. Yep. And on the way, I'm like, please cancel, please cancel, yep. please cancel. Yep. She didn't. She was super brave. So I met her. We hugged it out. First stop, Starbucks. I need some liquid courage. I need to get some caffeine in me before I do this. And we go into a store that sells beanbag furniture. Okay. At the mall. And I said, Amy, I want you to go ask them about that piece of furniture. And she's like, I don't know if I can. I said, this is literally their job. You're going to be fine. I promise. Awesome. Goes well. We go to the next door. Goes well. We go into the next door. Goes well. We go to the food court. Goes well. Having conversations with people on the escalator. Goes well. And we're getting ready to leave the mall. And then there's these motorized zoo animals at okay. the mall for some yep, reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And we're walking by him. And I said, Amy, if you were really ready to get out of your comfort zone, you would get one of those and ride it around the mall. Again, hoping she would say no. She said yes. So I have a video of us riding those around the mall. And we're just, we called it fear chasing. Like today we're fear chasing. Now Amy is on our team. I love it. She went back to school and I think she graduated with a 4.0 or a 3.9. She didn't believe she could. She literally emails people all day talking to strangers. I love it. It's sometimes you need a little kick in the butt yeah. with a loving support of, look, I'm scared too, but let's do this together because it's only going to benefit both of us if we do it. Yeah. I, I think there's so much value in, 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 you know, I'll say sharing our fears, if you will, for lack of a better yeah. term, because it, 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 it's one thing to know that you're going through an experience and you don't have the answer. It's an entirely different thing to know that someone else is in the same boat as you and mm -hmm. they're just feeling the exact same way. I think that's yeah. how we can strengthen, encourage, and support one another. So that's amazing, man. That's yeah. amazing. I appreciate it. When I'm on planes, I imagine somebody more scared is sitting next to me and I imagine what I would tell them. Okay. And that helps me calm my own anxiety. It's okay. like, because you're removing emotion and you're giving logic. Like logically, this is just turbulence. It happens on every flight. That's right. These wings are meant to bend all the way up. They're not going to break. You're going to be fine. But when you're living in your own emotion, yeah. it's hard for you to, to put in logic. But when you're imagining, you know, oddly, it's not that big of a deal. Like I promise it's just a little bit of turbulence. It's just some, some different air. It's going to be fine in a couple of minutes. It yes. just, it helps rewire that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it does. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of even giving, it's, it's sort of, it's kind of like giving yourself credit for what you've done. So it'd be like, You've flown a hundred thousand times before. Like, what's right. one more? Right? Like, you know, and and then yeah. using and 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 that's why I I I spend a lot of time giving uh, myself, and I start with me. Everything that I talk about on my podcast, I start with me. It's not something that I'm hey reading and going hey you guys should do this because I yeah. heard it works. It's it's <laughs> if I'm not trying it myself, I'm not talking about it. And and giving myself credit for what I've done, so they're almost they're almost like milestones or check marks for me, so I can go well yeah I did this. Come on, let's go. You can do that. You did it yesterday. What's so different yeah. now, right? Yeah. And I think that's kind of what you're talking about a little bit. 
Well, and it builds that that's what builds belief. Yeah. All this is there's a there's a small um gap usually. Okay. At the beginning of any journey, we all have uncertainty of results. Absolutely. I have no idea how this is gonna go. You had no idea. It's like, well, eh, we're gonna see what happens, right? right? But for many people, uncertainty of results creates lack of action. Lack of action creates proof, or sorry, it creates lack of results and it creates lack of feedback. Then that proves to you that you couldn't do it in the first place because you don't have any new information to work off of. But if you can just inject a little bit of belief between uncertainty and action, you take a new action, you get a new result, and you have new proof that like, oh, that wasn't as bad as I thought. Right. That's how you build confidence. But it's that sometimes you need a little injection of belief. You need to borrow belief for a little bit. That's right. And the kick in the pants, right? So, you know, you were that was that's what you were to Amy to help mm-hmm. her get her to that next and some and and oftentimes it's just a little small things and someone yeah. may say a word that you may have no idea. How, you know how that will impact her, but it, but that's what was needed, right? So I get it, yeah. and, it's, and it makes perfect sense, and 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 that's why the whole idea of being an encouragement to one another and and being a support to one another because we don't know what's going on in people's worlds, and you know it's 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 the least we can do, right? To help mm. them. Yeah, and I think that's why vulnerability is so important. Yeah, it there's there's something about saying I'm scared too. <laughs> you know, there's just like, yeah. let's connect on it. Let's connect on it. Yeah. It's not, yeah. I don't, I don't have to be any better or braver or more courageous. I'm okay with telling you I'm afraid to do, it took me 150 podcast episodes before I was comfortable. Like that's a lot of episodes. That's yeah. a lot, it is. you know? So I think it's important to be vulnerable with it too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, talk about so that, that, that journey. So you, you, well, first off that, that, do, do you remember the day that you said I quit and I'm done mm-hmm. and this is what, what, what was even leading up to that moment? Cause it, it didn't happen right away from the time that you started thinking about it and, and really committing to it until you actually did a what kind of journey. Like mm. I remember my business partner and I were supposed to go work out with one of our friends who we had interviewed very successful, 300 and something thousand followers. And in my mind, it was like, this is a huge friendship, but also it would be a huge mistake not to make friends with somebody who knows Instagram, social media, biz. Sure. Like, if I don't do this, this is a huge mistake. And I remember telling my company, I said, hey, you have me scheduled for first shift or second shift, whatever it was. Like, I can't, I can't work this other shift that you just asked me to. Mm-hmm. I have to go do this. So in my mind, when I made that decision, I was done. It was like, I'm going to do this. I don't care what happens. I'm going to do this. Now, it literally was like probably six to eight months of lead up time. I was leaving the job early. I was calling out sick. So I was already checked out. I just needed. Yeah. It's when you get to hell no, you're willing to go to hell yes. And when I quit, it was in the middle of like this really brutal winter. Okay. It was like at the be- it was the beginning of the year, like end of the year, beginning of the year. Yep. And it was just cold and I'm sick of working outside and I'm freezing and I'm traveling and I'm always on the road and I want to settle down. And I just like, I remember just thinking, I just want to have like a normal life for a little bit. Like, I feel like I used to say this, I feel like a rock star without any of the rock star benefits. I'm just living in hotels, but it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not, it's not good. So for me, it probably took like eight to 10 months Mm. of just rock bottom, rock bottom, miserableness, like saying, oh, screw it, I'm going to leave and then just not, not ever doing it. But I remember I was in the gym 
I remember I was in the gym and my boss or my project manager called me and we had a conversation and that was it. That was, yeah. I was done after that. Now, I, I remember, um, as you tell that story, I remember a time I, I, so, you know, once upon a time I used to work, um, so I'm a big basketball fan, right? Huge basketball fan. I've always been basketball being a big part of my life, but I work in, the, in that arena professionally. And so that's just me. And uh, I, I decided to get a job one day at the Scotiabank Arena where the Toronto Raptors play, right? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can watch my basketball team all the time. And I, I, pro I was probably there for maybe like 15 years in total. And when I got near the tail end, you know, and other things in your life start to happen, and I started really busy. But I, I, I wanted to hold on to this thing because I loved it so much. And I, I couldn't see myself not being there, couldn't see myself not doing it. It was a part of who I was. I almost identified with it being in that space. And I, I, but I found that it became more and more challenging to, to, to manage other aspects of my life and rush downtown to get to the arena or, you know, or rush here. And, and I remember the day vividly, I was rushing from one thing to the next and I was on the way to, uh, you know, to the arena and I'm rushing, I'm rushing, I'm rushing. And suddenly, Kevin, in a moment, I felt this, why are you rushing? Why? And, and, and in that moment, I was like, I don't want to rush anymore. Like, I don't want to be running around because I felt I have to. And, and so I remember saying, I'm not doing this anymore. And I stopped. And I, I just remember that the sense of calmness and peace I had because it's a thought that came to my mind previously, but I held back because I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I can and I won't be able to. But it was just like, but when I finally got to that point, so when you talk about that, I can relate because mm -hmm. you, you, you have this calmness over you. You know. Yeah, it's it's this calmness and this weight that gets lifted off your shoulders, but then it's like this new weight that gets put back on of like, ah, yes, now what? Now what are we going to do? Um, but it's it really is, for me, the, the reason it was so hard is because I traded so much freedom for money. Yes. yes. Like I was making really good money and that's awesome. Yep. But I, I literally traveled for 10 months out of the year. Right. All week I was gone. Price. There's a price too. big, a big price. Like cost me relationships. It cost me friendships, cost me other opportunities. Sure. Now, again, I learned so much and I've taken a lot of that knowledge with me today, but it really, if you're watching or listening, I would ask yourself, why am I doing what I'm doing? Because you might have changed your morals, your core values, your core beliefs, your core aspirations. And if your environment hasn't changed, it's not going to seem like anything's different. And I think we all fall into that trap of like, well, this is what I do now. And this, yeah. Like you said, this is who I am. It's like, no, this is what you do. There's a difference between who you are and what you do. There's a huge difference. Absolutely. I think that's a great question because we evolve as human beings. We evolve mm -hmm. and we're meant to evolve. We're meant to develop. We're meant to grow. We're not meant to stay planted in the spot that we are. And so if you're growing and evolving, there's absolutely nothing wrong with the things around you changing or the people around you changing, or the circumstances changing because it fits with everything else happening in your world. Yeah. And so that's a really big point. It's re that's almost a requirement. Mm. It's almost a requirement to change your environment, to change the people, to change yeah. the place. Like, one of my favorite questions, it's not a popular question because it makes you think, are the people in your life the best from your past or the best for your future? Mm. Change my life. Question that, that question changed my life. I remember thinking of that. I, I think I came up with it. I didn't see it anywhere. I think I came up with it. I'm sure somebody else has throughout history as well. But You claim it, Kev. Claim I claim it. it. But I remember thinking that like, you know why a lot of people are mad at me now? 
because we used to be friends and we had a lot of nostalgia. I still have so much love. I love you. But doing the same thing that I used to do will not get me the result I want in the future. And if you're still doing the same thing that we used to do, that's okay. You don't want what I want, but there are people out there who do what what, they want, what I want. And they can really help me get there. And it's, it's my responsibility. So in 10, 15, 40 years, I don't look back and say, I really wish I I did that. I really wish I chased my, my dream. So I always, I challenge people to create the voids necessary in their life to attract the right people, places, things, and ideas. Difficult for sure, but one of the best things you can do. Yeah, I know it is. And again, when you look at such, and really what it is, is doing an evaluation of your circle, right? Mm-hmm. A real heartfelt, truthful, honest evaluation of where I'm at, where the people around me are at. And I think it's a great question. How are they contributing positively to my future? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a tough one, right? I mean, I've got, I've got friends who, when I get a conversation, it sounds like we had the conversation were 12 years old. And that's great. We had fun then, but we're not there anymore, right? Yeah. So I yeah. get it. <laughs> It's 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 difficult and it's personal, but I believe that most people, not most, a lot of people aren't afraid to lose love. They're afraid to lose people. Like there's a lot of people in our lives who are kind of sort of just placeholders. And I'm not saying that from a negative. It's just you don't really talk to them that much. You don't have a really tight knit relationship. They're just somebody you can call. And it's like, don't you want a quality relationship that somebody... First of all, somebody you can actually be yourself around. Correct. That's such a huge, important part of friendships and relationships is if you can't be the real version of you, it's not a real relationship. Correct. I believe the level of your vulnerability in your relationship is directly correlated to the quality of it. Gotcha. And a lot of people aren't vulnerable in a lot of the relationships, and it, yep. I think it, it holds them back. Yep. And vulnerability, vulnerability is a tough one for a lot of mm-hmm. people because- yeah of the concerns and fears. And we talked about fears early, what comes with that. So yeah. absolutely. Um, so so let, I, want, I want to get in the podcast. So, so, so you, you quit the job. I'm done. I'm going to be a full-time podcaster. Um, now it's next level podcast, but that's not what it was previously when you first started. No. It was, it was called the hyper conscious podcast originally. Okay. okay. You want to explain that a little bit there? Or? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember, um, Okay, so this is kind of this is part of the story. I opened a pay stub at the end of the year, and my goal was to make a hundred thousand dollars. Okay, and I opened it, and I did. I was like, "Oh my goodness, I I did what I said I was going to do." Yeah, and nothing nothing changed. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I still was insecure. I still didn't have confidence. So I remember in that moment thinking, for most of my life, I have lived unconsciously. What's the opposite of unconscious? Hyperconscious. And I I didn't know it was in the dictionary. I didn't even know what it meant. But I was like, that's what I want to be. I want to be hyper-conscious. So early on, it was just, I was interviewing my friends. I'd interview anybody. If you showed up in my house, I'd interview you. I didn't care. I just want, I was curious. I wanted to get to people's stories. And then when I, when so I left. That, so that, that's really what it was about stories for people in terms of yep. like, and not just necessarily successful people, anyone. And, anybody. Okay. Because I believe that we all have a story within us that we just haven't told yet. Absolutely. You know, we just haven't, or we haven't had the opportunity. Nobody stuck a microphone in front of our face and said, Hey, what do you want to do with your life? So that for me is always, and it's easy to connect the dots looking back. Like I've always loved having those kind of conversations and, and really talking about like, imagine if you could do that. I've always loved that. So I was probably 
I don't know, 15 or 20 episodes into the podcast when I left my job. Okay. When I left, I partnered with Alan, my business partner, mm -hmm. and him and I did it like we just did it together. I was doing all the audio editing. I was doing all the video editing. He was connecting with guests and he was networking yeah. and he was helping me with my social media. And we really just compartmentalized and said, I'm really good at this. You're really good at this. Yeah, you cool. go do this. Yeah. I'm going to go do that. And, you know, we started getting good guests. We got Lori harder and we got Chris harder and we started getting like these really good guests, but we, in retrospect, we focused on building our character for the first couple of years. Okay. And I think the reason is we knew that we had to, like you said earlier, we had to practice what we were preaching, but we also couldn't preach what we weren't practicing. Right. And I had to learn a lot about self-improvement. I had to learn a lot about humility and being a good man. Right. And that was really our focus over the last, or over the first couple of years. It was build up my character and then transfer that over to building up a community. And that was the main, we didn't care about money. I yeah, mean, I cared yeah. about it. I didn't make any of it, right, but right. it was just like, how do we be consistent? How can we be more consistent than any other human being on the planet? Because in the long run, if we don't ever miss, we will win because we'll just outlast and outwork everybody else. Right. And if that's work and 800 episodes, we've never missed. That's great. But We've had to learn so much, you know, about business, about marketing, sure, about relationships, sure. about sales. Um, but again, greatest thing I ever did, the most fulfilling thing I've ever done. I genuinely have to pinch myself some days because it's like I wake up and I yep. walk into my place of work. It's yep. just weird. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. I get it. It's it's the, the other piece I think is really cool is that you know you went in this not expecting to personally self-improve the manner in which you have mm -mm. or personally develop or grow. And so mm -mm. that's one of those added benefits that came your way. That's only going to aid you in the long run, but you didn't see coming. No entrepreneurship. You're going to learn a lot about a lot. You're going to learn the most about yourself. Mm. Didn't, I had no idea that was going to be it. I thought I was just going to learn books and all this other stuff. But I think at the end of the day, you know, I'm the vessel, I'm the vehicle that's going through life here. So the, the more I learn about me, the more everything else actually becomes valuable. Gotcha. Right? It's it's the level that you know yourself is it's just so so important. Is it painful? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Growth is but painful. Yeah. Growth is growth requires conflict. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I get it. And you're right. It's it's it, it you you stretch yourself out and you have to. And when you go through that process, you're like, "Okay, and the funny thing is, once you get to where, you know, when that growth, say, spurt stops for a moment, you're like, yeah, okay. It only, it's only natural. It just makes sense. Of course, yeah. right? Yeah. But to go there, you're like, no, no, no. Right? Yeah. Well, it's, and it depends on the goals, too. It's like you have to have a level of goal that's going to stretch you because it's hard to stretch just to stretch. Nobody, not nobody, but nobody really wakes up in the morning and just stretches and then goes on with their day. Like you stretch before the gym. Sure. Why? because you have a goal immediately thereafter. So anybody out there watching, listening, we're talking about living audaciously. We're talking about audacity. There's two different ways to set goals. One is based on what you think you can get. Right. Two is based on what you actually want. Start setting your goals based on what you actually want. And I guarantee your life will look different. It will be more challenging for yes. sure. Yes. But it will, be, it will be more worth it, I like to believe also. But it should be more challenging. I agree. Right? Like, I mean, yeah. the low-hanging fruit's there, but 
that shouldn't be the goal. I agree. It should be more than that. It should be the whole yeah. tree. Yeah, yeah. Because challenge so, makes you. Right. right. The, the more challenge you go through, the more capable you are as a as a human being. And at the end of the day, that's that's what we all want. We yeah. we want to feel good about what we're doing. Of course, of course. Right. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So so. You're going through this journey now, right? You're developing, you're growing, you're learning, you're you're generating, a, you've got this business, you and your partner do all kinds of great things, and lo and behold, you reach 800 episodes. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you, was there like a pinch me moment when you when you got there, or was it like you're at 790? You're like, oh my gosh, we're we're, we're like, what was what's that? Because it, Kevin, I believe believe when I said it is a big deal, mm -hmm. and and I said it earlier, those in the space understand this. It's a big deal because of the work that's involved. Yeah. I, when we hit 500, um, my girlfriend at the time, fiance now threw us like a party. Nice. And I was like, that, that, that was a moment for me of like 500 episodes. When I started this, I didn't, I didn't see that at all. 800. It's awesome. And we did an episode on it, but like the next milestone is a thousand for me. Sure. But the benefit is my business partner is a visionary. So like we could do a better job of celebrating. I'll just put it that way. Like we don't celebrate a lot because it's just like, if you want to have the most successful podcast in the world, you're probably gonna have to do like a couple thousand episodes. Um, but what I, what I will say is I have this picture that I made that I've shared on social media from episode 100 to 300 to 600. I think episode 100, Alan and I were hosting in his sister's old room at his mom's house. Episode 300, we were doing it from the basement of his mom's house. Episode 600, we have a custom studio with three TVs and lights and all this wild stuff. And now 800, Alan and I both work from home. I don't ever have to leave this office if I don't, if I don't want to. So for me, 800 is a milestone. It's an awesome sure, number. But sure. looking at the visual of like, we have a 13-person team now. And it's like that's what matters to me is the behind the number. Yeah. Like what does the number actually stand for so much more than it ever did. And that's, I'm very grateful for that. And, you know, visionaries, uh, you know, they'll, they'll, so the visionary will look at 800 and go, that's cool. All right, next. Yep. And they're, they're not dwelling on it, right? They're not yep. sitting there going, all right, that's cool. And, and, and I get it because, you know, I, I'm, I'm approaching 100. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. And right. it's the same kind of feeling because I'm like, well, I want to go beyond that. And I yeah. want to do more. And I want to, you know, be bigger. And so the whole idea is you, you just keep going. You don't yeah. stop. You just no. keep going. You, you, you accept what you have. You appreciate what you've done. You give yourself credit for what you've done. Because I talked earlier about giving yourself credit for what you do. Mm -hmm. But then you don't dwell there. You move mm -hmm. on because yeah. there's so much more to achieve in life and so much more to get to. So I yeah. think that's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, you, you did something really neat on, on episode 800 where you, you identified uh, sort of five lessons. You and, you and your partner sort of identified five lessons. Uh, I'm floored that you only had five or you, you were able <laughs> to keep yourselves to five. How did you pull that off? Because I know there's a whole lot more than just five lessons. There. Yeah. I, our goal is to, to tell the lessons that are most appropriate for the listener. Got you. you know, I've learned, I've learned so much. I probably have forgotten more than I thought I was actually going to learn, which mm. blows my mind. But for me, like the 800, the 100, the 500, whatever it is, consistency. The biggest lesson I have learned in life is the people who are the most consistent will win the longest. Yes, you can go viral. Yes, yeah. you can get lucky. Sure. Luck is not repeatable. You know, you don't make a living off playing the lottery. Can't sustain it 
can't sustain it. So that for me is like the lesson is if you're out there right now and you want something, try to do it every day. I, I know it sounds simple and like, oh, thanks, Kev. But like when the numbers start to add up, that's when things start to get weird. Like sure. things have gotten a little bit weird for me in the last few months. And I'm grateful again, but it's because of the 100% days after 100% days and just growing and stretching. So that is probably the biggest thing that I've learned is the, the power of consistency. And it was honestly pretty easy for me to choose that because I know that's something people struggle with the most. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, w- I want to sort of touch on the consistency piece because I do agree with you that, it, that it's a key one. And, and sort of every major success you look at in your life, you know, it's, it's the, the action that you took, you were consistent about it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just a, a one-off. I had this idea when I woke up this morning, I did it and it worked out. And now I'm a superstar. It, yeah. it's, it's, it's greater than that. And I, I think w- with consistency, I think there's a direct correlation to success they're just the the two work hand in hand you can't have one without the other yeah you're reverse engineering that's all you're doing is you're reverse engineering a goal so this is what i always say for an example we break things into health wealth and love okay okay so say you want results in health wealth and love awesome three habits under each health uh track your calories weigh yourself every single day and do 30 minutes of some sort of movement guaranteed if you track the right amount of calories, you weigh yourself and you exercise, you can lose weight, right? That's, yep. you can, yep. whatever yep. your your goal is. Yep. Um, finances, track your finances, figure out exactly where your money is going, eliminate non-essential spending and focus on how to make more money through different skills. Cool. Relationships with yourself, journal, meditate, positive affirmations. Every night before bed, my fiance and I say what we're grateful for. Every single night, I track it. I have a spreadsheet tracking all this stuff. And I think when people say like, oh, you have a really wonderful relationship. Yes, it's awesome. It's amazing. The best I've ever had. But I've also working way harder at this than I ever have. And people don't always show the habits. They show the results. Yes. And I always, I always say that. There's unfortunately in social media land, it's not always about what you know. It's about what you can show. What you know gets you what you can show as long as you're doing it the right way. So just dig deeper on the habits that are actually bringing people the success that they're showing. Yeah, and, and habits habits are a big one, Kevin. I mean, yeah. you, you, you build those and you build those because habit, when you build consistent, going consistent again, right? But when you build consistent habits, you're, you're actually designing how you live your life. Mm-hmm. That's really what this is, is you're building yep. habits, design a way of how you live your life. And, yep. and so when you break away from those things, that's where people get off track or they, they lose sight of their goals. And, and that's another one, too, because I think there's a direct correlation with goals as well. Because if you're very consistent, you, you, know, you know your why. You know what you're doing, you know why you're doing it, and you know how you're going to get there. You just have to commit the action to actually doing it. Yeah. And figure out how, you, how do you benefit from goal setting? Is it a yearly Mm. Is it monthly? I like 90 day, 90 day is my sweet spot or I can track it pretty easily. I do really well with 90 day goals. Awesome. Yeah. And those are smaller goals. That, yeah. That's like an attainable goal. But I believe, and we interviewed Stephen Kotler on our podcast. He wrote The Art of Impossible and a lot of other amazing books. And he talks about having a massively transformational purpose. Okay. Mm. The people who accomplish the most are the ones who have the most audacious goals. Like Elon Musk, you know, Jeff Bezos, 
yes. uh, Zuckerberg, the people who are like, I'm going to dent the universe, Steve Jobs. Those people had goals that genuinely aren't actually attainable, right. but they'll never stop trying. And that's right. why they seem to make it so much further than everybody else. So I don't think being realistic is realistic. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't saying. always I haven't always felt that way. So that's that's new to me. I'll, I'll... Well, well, and and it's it's hard, especially so you know you, you name you name three individuals who people will look look at and say they're crazy. It's hard to to mm -hmm. to set these goals in the face of adversity, and adversity comes from the people who love you sometimes, who mm -hmm. tell you no, you can't, or you shouldn't, or you you know, or, or, or whatever unplaced fear or or unfounded fear that they're trying to place on you. So it's 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 that's not easy to do, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'm gonna. This is gonna sound harsh, but it's not, and I'll, I'll try to preface it without that. Okay. I I love my family to death. I love my. I was raised by my mother and my grandmother. I love them. Um, they're the sweetest my mother and my grandmother do not have the results I want in my life. Understood. I don't want to take advice from people who don't necessarily have the results I want because how do they really know what's best for me? Right. I didn't for the first 26 years of my life. There's, it's a very small chance that, that they did. And again, I love them and they've been unreasonably supportive. So I'm, I'm very, yeah. very lucky and yeah. grateful, yeah. but you got to stop letting people influence you when they don't have the results you want. If your mentor says, hey, that's probably not the best idea, and you know it's because it's coming from a place of love, cool, sure. that's probably Makes good sense. advice. Yep. But most people like you the way you are. They don't want you to leave. Right. They don't want you to leave and go chase your dreams because if you leave, you leave them and, and yes. they feel that loss. Or the people think that it's like, wait, you're gonna, you're gonna be a full-time podcaster. Like, what if you fail though? Yeah. I don't want you to go fail and get hurt. Like you should stay here and play safe. It's like, I, I'm grateful and I fail every single day. So sure. I'm used to it at this point, but I, I do believe some people don't want what's best for you. That's some people it. just no, don't I get it. I get it. But get some it. people do, and they don't know how to help you get what's right. best for you. And they're just afraid you're going to get hurt. That's right. And, and so for those individuals, the latter, then, you know, they're the one, they should just sort of stand, you know, fall back and let you do your thing and encourage from a distance. And, yeah. the, you know, and, and, and the first group, you know, you, you don't want, you don't want nothing to do with them at all because no. they're not there for you. No, no. And everybody can add value in their own specific way. Sure. I think that's an important distinction. I, I'll tell this story because I think it touches on the vulnerability. It touches on our people, the best from your past, your future. Yep. One of my old friends reached out to me and this friend was suicidal at one point. When he okay. was suicidal, he called me okay. and I went to the hospital with him and sat in the waiting room with him and mm -hmm. went into the room with him. And he messaged me one day and said, hey, I don't feel like you're the Kevin I used to know. Like, can you be the friend for me that you used to be? And this okay. made me angry a little bit at the yeah. time. Yeah. And I thought about it and I sat with it and I sent him an audio back and I said, I don't want this to be from a place of ego, but I'm just, I'm a little bit frustrated. I am doing at the time, I think we we're doing five episodes a week. I have a relationship. I'm yep. going to the gym six times a week. Yep. I'm in $30,000 worth of debt. Yep. And if I don't grind my face off, I don't pay the bills. Right. Unfortunately, I cannot be the person that I used to be to you because now I have a community of people who I am serving. Correct. I want to be friends. I want to be friendly. I don't ever want to lose those memories. This is what I can do in terms of relationship. Sure. That's all I can do. And yep. now this person and I are on great terms. He texts me. I text him back. Like it's not what it was, 
Right. But it's better than it's better than nothing. And I think it's but that's yeah. such a hard it's such a hard message to send. Well, it, it is because you're, you're to a certain degree you're kind of putting people on notice, right? And the people that you're yeah. putting on notice are your 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 loved ones, or maybe they grew up with you, or family even, right? And so it's difficult, but it's also important to recognize again your your why and and what you're doing and why you're doing what you're doing and where you're trying to get to. And if and as you said, are those individuals going to help you get to your future? And if yeah. they're not, then you need to sort of evaluate. And and a reevaluate doesn't mean cutting them off like they're non-existent. But the, the, the parameters of the relationship get altered and adjusted. And I think that's mm -hmm. fair. Yeah. Reevaluating equals reallocating. I think gotcha. that's a good, you can reallocate just because you're not spending a, all of your money on your house doesn't mean you can't reallocate how much you are. So I think your time is your time and your energy are the same thing. And just going back to what you said, you got to be brutally honest with yourself about what matters to you. Yeah. That's such an important distinction of, I have like three friends Yep. I'm good with it. Yep. I, I, I'm good with it. I'm, I like a small circle. That's just yep. the way I'm wired. Yep. I, and I want to be honest about that of, look, I, I don't need millions of friends. Like I'm, I'm good here. Right. So you, I think you got to be honest with yourself. Self-awareness is a, is a superpower. Got you. It totally is. And uh, I mean, Kevin, I've, I've, I've appreciated my time here with you, man. This Likewise. has uh, been an incredible chat. I had a lot of fun. Uh, it's funny, you know, you, and, and you maybe can relate to this. You, you going into something you don't always know, right? You put your best foot forward and you, you know, you, you make a go it, if you will. And, and, you know, a little bit of hope, I guess, is also part of there. <laughs> you want to sprinkle luck, I guess you can do. But, but the point is that it, this has been fabulous. Thank you for doing this. I appreciate you, you, you being here. And again, congratulations on the milestone for our listeners who, who, who want to learn more about you or catch up with you or your podcast, Next Level You. Uh, where can we send them? Yeah, anywhere, any podcast platform. We're on there, Apple, Pandora, Spotify, all of them. We're also on YouTube. All of our episodes are on YouTube, and we're dropping a new episode every single day. So NLU Amazing. in your pocket every day for free. Um, I'm at Never Quit Kid on Instagram. That's my handle. And then our website is nextleveluniverse.com. We have all of our stuff there as well. I love it. I love it. Never quit. I mean, that's that's. I, I, we didn't even touch on that. That's a whole other layer. <laughs> oh of yeah. Of, well, you're right. That that it's, it's a big one. So uh, again, congratulations. I appreciate appreciate this. This is awesome. And uh, keep it rolling, Kev. Thank you. I appreciate. Thank you for the time. Great questions. I appreciate you. Take care. Back we are here on the Audacious Living Podcast, and I first off have to thank Kevin, aka the Never Quit Kid, uh, for joining me uh, and sharing your story, and specifically talking about the power of choices and how those choices can directly feed into our goals, our life goals. So it's really, really good stuff. And so, so thanks again, Kevin. So appreciate it, man. You know. Kevin left us with so much to think about, but if there's just one thing that I take from my conversation with him, it would be this. Our lives are made up by an infinite number of choices and decisions that we're seemingly faced with every single day. We each are given the opportunity to create the world we want for ourselves through the choices that we make. In essence, the place where we are in life is the consequence of the decisions that have been made by us. The best choice that we could make for ourselves are the ones that incorporate our personal vision, which should naturally align 
with our values and our goals. Having this alignment provides us with an excellent opportunity to evaluate our choices and help us determine if they support the audacious life we want to live for ourselves. Hey, listen, if you haven't registered for email notifications of the podcast, please know that you can do so simply by heading over to bestaudaciouslife.com. All you've got to do is enter in your email address and you will immediately be alerted every time we've got brand new content that comes out. It's that easy. We've reached the end uh, of another episode of the Audacious Living Podcast. And as always, I want to thank our incredible listeners, the audacious listeners for your amazing support. You lovers of audacious is what keeps us going and uh, what happens to come in week after week uh, and and bring you uh, such fabulous content. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Until next time, stay safe, be kind, show love to one another and be audacious. You've been listening to the Audacious Living Podcast, hosted by Audley Stevenson. If you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Until next time, be audacious.